and welcome to the strangest gig I've ever played. True tales from the studio and the stage. I am your host, Chris J. Norwood. Welcome. On the podcast with us today is one Spencer Douglas Wharton, also known as the War Baby. He's in a couple fantastic bands out of Denton, great singer-songwriter in his own right, great bass player. He had a lot of funny stories to tell, and uh, it was a fun conversation. I was glad to have him on. So let's get to it. Welcome back to The Strangest Gig. It's May. Summer is upon us. We're all busy with things. I don't want to take up too much time here. I want to get right into it. I do want to remind you, if you haven't checked out Flying to Tennessee, the new single by Carrie Norwood, please do so now. It's beautiful. Carrie and I are looking at booking some shows coming up this summer, so y'all follow us on the socials, at Chris J. Norwood, at Carrie Norwood Music, for all that. And also follow at Chris J. Norwood, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you want to know about Knockdown Dragout and any shows we've got coming up, we're looking to book a few. Spencer Douglas Warden is a bass player, singer-songwriter from Denton. His first, One of his first bands, The Infamous, is going 10 years strong. They just played a pretty big show at the newly revamped Longhorn Ballroom here in Dallas, opening up for the mighty Dinosaur Jr. I know that was a big show for them. They were excited about it. His other band, The Static Creatures, has a new album coming out. It is sure to be fantastic. Spencer had a lot of great stories, so let's dive in. All right, well... You ready? Yeah, Let's whenever get started. you are. Uh, Spencer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and chatting. Oh, you're in for a treat. I'll oh, tell you I'm that excited. much. Fantastic. I love that. Um, so tell me about your current gig. What you what you got going on currently? Well, I'm in two bands. So I've uh, been in a band called The Infamists for 10 years. Yeah. Going on 11. Uh, Which I got to say, that's... Uh, that's impressive to keep a band together. I mean, you're only a trio, so it helps. Yeah, but not only is it impressive, we're a Denton band. <laughs> so that's a that's a cherry Absolutely. on top that that you kept that y'all stayed together for eleven. We years. We beat that's the great. vicious four year cycle twice, and we're halfway <laughs> through our third one. So yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm I'm very proud of the fact that we stayed together. Same lineup for ninety eight percent of it. That's we had a couple of drummers come in out right at the beginning, but the guy that's in it now, yeah. Six months in, and he's been he's it since. Drummer, so he yeah. he's he's the guy. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we're doing that. We're releasing an album uh, in a month, April eighth. Cool. And uh, then the other band I do is the Static Creatures. Uh, it's Spencer Wharton and the Static Creatures, and that's like my project where I'm the guitar player and I'm the singer. And because you're a bass player for the Infamous. Yeah, right? and sometimes the singer guy. Sometimes singer. Do y'all like <laughs> trade lead duties kind of thing? Uh, so in the infamous, like Riley, the guitar player has yeah. been, it has been, and still is, and will always be the lead singer. Right. And then I just get, I get my Keith Richards moments where I get like one or two songs, which is perfect. That's great. That's what I love. Yeah. Cause it's not, that's, it's not the vibe for my voice. Yeah. But then, then I do the stack regions where it's all me. Yeah. That's great. So hard. I can't do the hard rock vocals as well as I wish I could. Mm-hmm. It's more country and eagles tom petty shit yeah which i love i hope so I, a lot of people tell me they like it so i'll take it <laughs> yeah love it and uh how long have you been doing static creatures uh static creatures formed in the fall of 2018 we've been through a lot of lineup changes but yeah. the solid core three of us 
have been doing it since 2018, and then the bass player Phil has been doing it since 2019. Okay. So any plans for an album with them? Yes, we're actually. Go- I don't know when it's coming out. It's coming out this year. That's a of course, yes. Ten month release window. Not yeah. sure when. <laughs> uh, we just recorded a sixteen track album. Oh great! Where'd y'all record? Uh, we split time between audio styles in uh, Austin. Yeah, with, with Taylor. Yep, and then we came up here to Sunland in Garland with Taylor. He did the whole thing. Gotcha. He's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he he did the infamous record too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only producer I'll work with. I've never I've never been able to work with him. I've known him for a long time. We you know, friend of friends kind of thing. I went to his studio when he used to be in Capel. Yeah. You know. You know. It kind of north central DFW. Area. It's before my time, but I've heard. I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. A friend of mine was making an album there, and Taylor was. They were recording there, and it was. Just, beautiful space yeah if you ever get the chance it's gonna it's the best we keep meaning like we keep talking about we've talked several times about doing something together just hasn't worked out but it will one day it will and you'll be grateful i know at the end of the day his stuff i've i've been a fan of his for a while his stuff is always great so i'm excited to hear your stuff your album's coming out i'm excited to hear it too (laughs) whenever (laughs) the brush stroke falls you know but so did you start out playing bass? Was that like your first instrument? No, I'm actually a drummer by trade. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I I did like choir in high school and when I was a kid at church and stuff like that. But when I was in high school, I was a classically trained drummer. Okay. And then when I got to college, I was like, I don't want to play drums. <laughs> Fuck drums. Drums yeah. are stupid. Which I don't know why I think that because like drums are the coolest part of any band. Yeah. I For all the gear that I love with guitars and all the the gear nut part of guitar playing it whatever drums are the coolest part of the band yeah and i'm really dumb for thinking that but when i was 18 years <laughs> old every, every guitar player and bass player secretly want to be a drummer. oh yeah definitely when i was 18 years old though, i was like i've been doing this for 10 fucking years to do it since <laughs> eight years old i don't want to do this anymore yeah so i would go play bass because it's the perfect combination of rhythm and melody exactly and i didn't know how to play okay <laughs> but i bought a bass and uh riley taught me the pentatonic blues scale and perfect. then we just Ran. I mean, for rock and roll, that's all. That's you all need. we needed, yeah. and, and you know, now I know like six scales now. Okay, <laughs> and that's all I need. Yeah, I know a couple of fun ones: major, major, minor. I I, we, I had a little bit of the classical music background, so yeah. it wasn't hard to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, I never had any training on bass. I just picked one up and was like, okay, I'm a bass player now. As I imagine, a lot of bass players in history. Yeah, yeah we just absolutely. need a bass player. Yeah, and now I'm the bass player. That's yeah. kind of my story a little bit. I mean, that was that was Paul's story. So if it works for him, the yeah. Beatles. Which I don't like Paul McCartney, but I'm I'm in the minority. I'm aware. I don't know. It's pretty split. I think he's just a cheesy. It's oh, just yeah. he's just he bass voice all just all of it. It's cheesy. It just doesn't do it for me. I think John called it grandmother music. I wouldn't go that far because like there's some good shit, but. It just doesn't. It <laughs> no, just doesn't tickle my jollies. I hear you, know? you. I hear you. So then, how did? What was the process? Where? When did you start? Like, you know, wanting to sit in the lead spot and pick up a guitar and start writing songs and stuff. Uh, I went through a really bad breakup. As dumb as that sounds. Hey man. And I was like coping with some like really latent depression issues from my childhood because my dad died when I was a kid, and. Right at the end of college, I had a succession of deaths in my family, yeah. like four in a row. Yeah. And it fucking destroyed me. Uh, you know, doing drugs, drinking. Sure. Sleeping with women that I shouldn't be sleeping with. Yeah. You know, just normal 
normal everyday sure. things. As an aside, my, my dad died when I was really young as well. Yeah. So I've got a couple albums worth. Yeah, it, it's rough. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've never written a song about that. It, not because I didn't want to. It's just because sure. like every time I try, I'm like, this just sounds like I'm writing a song about this. And no one's going to like it except me. Yeah. So then I stop and throw it away. That's why nobody likes my albums. <laughs> my bass player, my my dad, is going to get dark. My dad committed suicide when I was really young. Oh. My bass player likes to say that I don't write murder ballads, I write suicide ballads. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, though. Take a suicide ballad over a murder ballad anyway. Sure. Because it's different. Yes. Something new. No one's explored this yet. It is I wonder why. Yeah, it is new it is new ground for, for songwriting. Um no, but I mean again, I mean my dad basically committed suicide, he drank and smoked himself to death and ate Mexican food and had a ninety nine percent blocked artery in his yeah. heart that killed him. Sure. And he had a heart attack when I was a little kid too, so he knew and he yeah. chose not to take care of himself. Yeah. As I sit here and drink a beer. Well I symp- <laughs> I sympathize with your with you and empathize yeah so but running on all that like bad breakup yeah was way head over heels in love with a girl i shouldn't have been sure it didn't it wasn't even a long relationship it really had no business being this upset about it sure long story short i got sober like completely sober for like a year and like two and a half months mm-hmm. like no drugs no alcohol and i bought a semi-nice acoustic guitar and i was like i'm just gonna write songs for me yeah not the infamous, which was the only project I was in in the moment. Yeah, and I was like, well, and then I turned around and I was like, shit, I have an album and a half, almost two albums worth of material. That's what great. do I do with it? Yeah, you go record. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. So I got an engineer, got a drummer, and then here we are talking in your shed. Perfect slash recording studio sanctuary thing. So you've been doing the infamous for ten years, eleven years. So y'all, uh, you know. Toured at all or stayed mostly in the area? Or? We've done the Weekend Warrior. Okay. And the South by Southwest. Stay in Austin for a week and play in people's laundry rooms. Sure. Six times a day. Yeah. We've done all that. Yeah. Uh, we've never gone on a full-blown tour. I uh, expect that at some point it will happen. We were planning on it and then COVID of happened. Course. Like everyone yeah. had their lives interrupted ours was too yeah we had the best six month run of like local shows i've ever booked yeah in 2020 from march to like september oh no and then COVID happened and i it wiped out like 30 yeah. gigs yeah and i was just like okay well i guess that's that that's my life's work <laughs> oops yeah probably should have put more stock into other things and learned other trades and talents but I can say that because I work IT, but uh, yeah, everything got interrupted. And so eventually I'm sure probably next year, Yeah, I think once uh, everything has finally, because things are still not quite calm, Yeah, uh, gigs are still not happening like they used to, not for lack of trying, but they're not happening like they used to, even though everybody's playing every weekend still. We'll get there, I'm sure. I mean, we we only had the first 10 years, so we've got all the time in the world, right? I just turned 30 like two weeks ago. We've got... Wow, so you start, y'all started young then. Yeah. I mean, relatively, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was 19 years old when yeah, we started this. So. that's great. We've got, we've got a little bit of time. Absolutely. I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You do. Well, so in that time, I would imagine you've had a strange gig or two or a strange moment. So fucking many so let's hear about them tell me the strangest gig you've ever played the strangest gig i've ever played 
was probably the shittiest gig we ever played. We yeah. played a pickup show at Southwest Southwest that one does as is tradition. Mm-hmm. Every band that's ever been a local band that's an unofficial South by Southwest band. Yeah. You pick up, you get like two or three offers and then you just jump on DIY shit. Sure. So like we were like trying to find a couple places to like fill out the week and one of our friends was like, go play this place called Trailer Space Records and like I will name drop some people in some places and other places for anonymity. Yeah. Must redact <laughs> because some of these people uh will be mad at me if I drop <laughs> names and places. But this place was called Trailer Space Records. Okay. And we get there. And they were like, you know, the guy, he was like, oh, it's great. There's people there all the time. Yeah. It's South by Southwest. We're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. We don't even care. We get paid. We're just happy to fucking play because, you know, we're 22 years old, have no money. Yeah. In college and like to party. What year was this? God, you would ask me how old I was. Uh, I was like 2014, I think. Okay. Young, in yeah. love, maybe. Sure. With more than one person. Who knows? It, yeah. It was a time. And we get there, and there's like three old dudes. And we're talking like, I saw the Beatles play <laughs> old, right? Yeah. Like, I saw the Beatles on their tour in 1964 yeah. or whatever, you know? And they talked like that, too. Sure. And there's nobody, nobody fucking there. Yeah. And so they were like, y'all that band? And we're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're like, you step over there in the corner. We played five songs and they turned us off. Oh and no! Told us to leave, and it was like, well, fuck it. We're playing to you three. We're never gonna see you again. Who gives a shit, right? We're not gonna make any money. Yeah, yeah. we're definitely not. They're not even gonna buy a fucking poster. Yeah, which that was a thing that we had. Right. That we was don't the merch you had. Yeah, yeah, you learn what works and doesn't. Posters sure. don't work, of course, because you sell like five bucks. Yeah. I mean, what the hell were we thinking? No one, <laughs> no one knows what we were thinking, and. So we get we go to fucking Sixth Street and get obliterated. Yeah, doing the crawl, drinking shots, just all sorts of mayhem because we're all pissed off that like that we let that happen. Yeah, on some level we knew, but we were like, nah, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome because it's Austin and it's South well, by tra- Southwest. First off, the name Trailer Space Records sounds like a cool name. Yeah, you like when you say that. In my head, I'm thinking of a really cool place. I don't place. even think there was a trailer. <laughs> now, that that could, I've drank a lot. Yeah. And done many, many copious fun things since then. So I, I could be wrong. Sure. I don't have a bandmate to back me up here. Yeah. But uh, I don't think there was a trailer anywhere <laughs> in the vicinity. Because it's like in the middle of downtown Austin. So oh, wow. Okay. Unless there was one in the parking lot. Yeah. And I don't remember. I don't think there was a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh, God. And then speaking of trailers, one time I played a gig at a fucking roadhouse bar in out in East Texas. Okay. With my first college band mm. called White Bison. <laughs> it was just me and, and one of the guitar players. We were just doing cover, acoustic covers because, like, yeah. you got to do what you got. They're at past $700 Whoa. for two hours of music. So why not? Yeah. You're going to play the six originals. And then he, the guy that I'm playing with is going to play guitar and sing all the covers he knows, and I'm going to play acoustic percussion. Yes. And we're going to make a shitload of money. Yeah. Cool. Well, we get out there, and it's like the kind of place where, like, it's like a thousand-seater restaurant. It has a huge stage outside. Oh, wow. Right? 
So where was it at? What was the place? I don't even remember what this place was called. Uh-huh. It's how long ago it was. Yeah. Like 2012. It's okay. been a minute. It's been 10, yeah. 11, oh God, it's been 11 years. <laughs> um, but we're out there and we're like, oh, okay. So like we, they told us to get there at like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. They had a trailer. This place had a trailer, but it was a dressing room slash okay. green room. <laughs> and they supplied us with just copious amounts of dr- drinks. And I'm what 18 19 yeah. years old sure. i can't legally drink and here i am legally drinking <laughs> and we're just getting trashed because they told us to be there at like 11 o'clock and we didn't play till seven yeah we didn't know why we had to be there i guess they thought we were a much bigger deal than we were well, like they just yeah didn't... maybe they just maybe they get larger bands that yeah, just no, expect it's, to... it's the kind of place where like you sell Fifty dollar tickets. Yeah. Okay. Two, and I don't know why or how we were, <laughs> but whatever. Seven hundred bucks for two hours is the best rate of money I ever made. Yeah. Doing this, I don't know any musician. They didn't care if we played originals or covers. I don't know any musician that would not take that deal. That's a good one. Yeah. Even as even if you had a seven piece band, you'd take that deal because yeah. everybody's gonna make some money. You yeah. Know? So like. We're just getting drunk and eating steak mm-hmm. all day because there's nothing to do because it's like out in like, it's like halfway between Tyler and here and on yeah. like a roadside ditch, basically. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like roost, it was like roosters, like country bar or something like that. Uh, okay. It definitely does not exist anymore because I looked for it a few years ago when I remembered what it was called. Yeah. We're just sitting there getting drunk, eating steak, flirting with the waitresses, you know, as one does. Sure. And... Seven o'clock rolls around and we play and there's nobody. And when I say nobody, I mean nobody came in for dinner. Like inside the restaurant, the only people are the employees. Oh, wow. And we're outside on this huge stage. Playing to the bartender. Playing to the literal bartender who's sitting back there pouring himself drinks. I'm pretty sure at one point I looked up and he was face first on the bar asleep <laughs> because he downed a whole bottle of Jack Daniels with us the whole day. Wow. By himself. Yeah. Of course, when I'm 19, a whole bottle of Jack Daniels put me on my ass. Right. And at 30, a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's a fun bell curve. Of course. That I've experienced. Yeah. And so we're just like, well, I get, they wrote us a check, told us thanks. And <laughs> that was it. Away. And that was it. But like, the easiest seven hundred dollars uh, you've made. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I wish that it was still because I'd love to go back. Yeah, keep doing it right. Um, we played a place in San Antonio one time called Papa Woody's Roadhouse. Okay. Now, God bless the promoter Sharon. She is wonderful, and she's gotten us a lot of really good gigs. And she is always taking care of us. She took care of us this night. Problem was with this place is. It's out in the backwoods of San Antonio, which I didn't know existed. Oh, wow. But there is a backwoods yeah. in San Antonio in the hill country that's uh-huh. past San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> like, out near Buda, I guess. Right. And stuff like that. And, like, it's, like, places that you don't normally venture for yeah. any reason. No, you have no you reason to. There, unless you live there. There's no reason to... Because you don't even drive through these places to get to San Antonio. Yeah. Or to Nebronville's if you're going through <laughs> San Antonio, right? We're off the way off the beam path. We're like an hour and ten minutes from downtown San Antonio, mm-hmm. playing at this fucking bar, and we get in there, and it's like this. It's like an it's a bad eighties Miller Lite commercial. <laughs> okay, it's like black, but everything's like neon blue. Like yeah. the stage has neon <laughs> blue paint on it. The lights are awful. You know, you 
there's nobody smoking, but the bar is smoky. Right. Like, Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Just like, all right, this is going to be an adventure. And we're playing with dudes that are like 50. Yeah. All the bands and the dudes are like 50, 60 years. Some of them have died. <laughs> that, just to put some in perspective. Yeah. Right? And we're playing to like all these old dudes. One of the bands sounded like Dragon Force. Oh, that's an interesting. Sounded like Dragon Force and being Dragon Force are <laughs> two completely, completely different things. Very much. I I don't advise trying to sound like Dragon Force for any reason. Because <laughs> if you can name more than one Dragon Force song, I I'm impressed. <laughs> Everybody knows that one Guitar Hero song. Yeah. If you know more than one, you're a real Dragon Force fan. <laughs> let me tell you. And these guys were real Dragon Force fans. Yeah. It's like is like the uh, the mid to the early, late 2000s, early 2010s mm-hmm. guitar hero oh. guys, but they made a band yeah. on it, and it's bad. Yeah. And you know the other guys in the other bands, they're okay, but you know they're past their prime. <laughs> and you know. If you're on the local level, and you know, you probably know this, once you hit, because you've seen it, where you hit a certain age, like, you're probably not going to get any better. Right. Not to say that you decline, Mm -hmm. but because that's just how life is. Sure. At a certain point, you stop going up. Yeah, you hit your threshold. Yeah, and no no harm, no foul, because, like, I'm going to hit mine. I probably already did. Yeah. Uh, At some point, we're all going to do it. And if you're playing music in your 50s and 60s in a rock and roll band mm-hmm. that, like, never went anywhere, did anything, but you've been doing it for that, because they were, like, in a band for, like, 30 years. Yeah. Fucking props. Yeah. No shade. But, like, when you're a young up-and-coming, with massive air quotes, because I don't even know what that means anymore, sure. uh, and you're, like, trying to be really serious, it's, it's hard not to laugh <laughs> a little bit. And yeah. also just be sad you're there. Right. Because you're like, this is what we booked. We like, I missed like geology that morning so I could drive to San Antonio to do this gig. Like, was it worth it? Right. Not sure. Uh, So, I mean, it's just, it's just, I can't even begin to describe like the bartender's missing teeth. Yeah. The bands are not what I consider up to my personal standard of good. Yeah. And the bar is again. I mean, a lot of my stories are bars are empty because <laughs> yeah. no, because no, nobody has a crazy fucking story about a show and the bar's full of people because it was a good time and you probably don't remember it. Right? People only remember the bad shit. <laughs> yeah. And so we're just sitting there, and I'm just like, "Can we go home?" Like I know <laughs> that we've got like two more gigs this weekend, but like I, I'm good. Yeah. This. This is making me reconsider what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, that's how bad it was. Yeah, I've played a few of those gigs. Yeah. So, that was Papa's Woody's Roadhouse in a nutshell. <laughs> I saved my be- one of my best friends from Swingers. Oh, I want to hear that one. Slash yeah. potential sex trafficking once. <laughs> we were playing at O'Reilly's over off Forest Lane. Well, he was. I booked the show because I used to be a promoter. Yeah. And I used to book shows until my mom made me get a job because I wasn't making any money (laughs) and still living in her house and eating her food at 25. Yeah. So I'm out there at O'Reilly's. We're like having a good time. It's like six bands. It's like way too many bands for a bill. But you do that at 
O'Reilly's because that's what they want. So it's like, cool. As long as the venue's cool with it, we do what the venue wants. Absolutely. And that's it's a fun spot. Like, have you ever been? I haven't. It's a fun little. Yeah. It's a little you know shopping center bar that's got some pool tables in it. It's got a guy that comes in at eight o'clock in the morning and stays till two a.m. Yeah, that guy. Like the resident, just he just lives there. He right. has like a reserved spot type deal. <laughs> He's got to get there early to get his spot. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like really 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 um, modern day Cheers vibe. Sure, it, but it's fun, you know. Minus the depressing alcoholism, and, and uh, or maybe plus the depressing. Probably plus. It just, just, I guess it depends on which way you fall on that side of the fence. But um, he, his band, they like did the whole like Beatles tuxedo thing. That was like their gag. Okay. And of course, they're kids. Yeah. Now I'm like 24, and I'm like I'm an old fucking man. He's my fucking friend. He's a fucking yeah. baby. He's like 1920. <laughs> I have no room talking down to him. Still, and I still do to yeah. this day. He's 27, and I still talk shit to him like he's a child. But we're sitting there at the bar having drinks because nobody carded them for whatever reason <laughs> that I'm not going to rat anybody out. And these two big old bikers, man and a woman, and when I say big, we're at 300 plus pounds. Yeah. Have taken a liking to my five foot five <laughs> little ginger buddy. Okay. And they're like at the bar going, man, that was some of the best guitar playing I've ever seen. When they're like both stroking his back, <laughs> playing with his hair. He's got long curly red hair yeah. at this time. And they're just playing with it and just throwing three-way vibes out the ass. Okay. No one, no one's going to be comfortable Right. In that situation, he's drunk, so he doesn't care. Yeah. And he's down. He agrees. He agreed to go. I heard him agree. I was sitting there watching them feed him shots. I think they bought him, like, ten shots. Oh, my gosh. He was, like, unable to, like, pick his guitar up off the floor <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Which I've only seen him do that when we're drinking on the back porch together. Yeah. So I am obviously concerned, to put it mildly. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, hey, buddy. Cause I can't say his name. Cause I called him before, yeah. like right before I pulled up, I was on the phone. I was like, can I, can I name drive? He's like, no, <laughs> no, please don't. He's like, please don't. This is really embarrassing. story. <laughs> He's like, you can tell the story. Cause it's hilarious. And I was like, objectively, it is one of the better ones. And I was like, buddy, they're trying to fuck you. <laughs> and he was like, what's wrong with that? And I was like, there's a guy involved. Are you cool with that? And he's like, no. And I was like, so do you understand what's what that means then? He's like, no, I'm just going to go have sex. No. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, yes, but you're going to regret it in the but morning. But you are going to be hurting in a place that you don't normally hurt in after a show. Or maybe you do, depending on your Taco Bell habits after you've been out on a night of binge of drinking. But and he's just not getting it. He's like glassy eyed. Yeah. He is on that level where you cannot tell that anybody what to do when they're this level of drunk. Right. So I literally picked him up, threw him over my shoulder, and he passed out as soon as he got over my shoulder. And I threw him in his drummer's car. <laughs> they said, get him out of and here. And I was like, get him the fuck out of here. We will get his car tomorrow. We will figure... I'll tell the owner yeah. to like park it in like the owner spot or something. <laughs> like We'll f figure it out. And we took care of the car and... 
got him back out there the next day to get his shit. And he's just like, I don't remember what happened. I was like, buddy. (laughs) And I tell him, you know, you almost got fucked by a couple of fat bikers. (laughs) You didn't want to have sex with the guy, but that wasn't a negotiable in this situation. And you gave up caring at some point. Yeah. So I've saved, I've saved lives. Yes. This is uh, a superhero. I am. I am. War Baby the Magnificent. I have saved <laughs> lives. Tell me about your dream gig. The dream gig. And that can be like dream venue, bill, tour. It's never going to happen because the Stones are too old and Charlie <laughs> Watts is dead. Yeah. Rest in peace. It's my favorite band in the world. If I got to open for them... Open for the stones. I would literally shit my pants and die after I was done, and I'd be happy. That would be... That would be great for you. Well, yeah, I just want to meet Keith Richards. Yeah. Keith Richards is my guitar hero. Did you see them at uh, Cotton Bowl? Yes, I did. Yeah. And, you know, it It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be with the rain and, like, mm-hmm. Charlie not being on the kit. Yeah. You can tell. Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve Jordan, Jordan, right? Yeah. yeah, he's fucking amazing. Oh, he's, yeah, I will incredible. never throw shade at Steve Jordan. He plays the notes... Note for fucking because I've seen them with Charlie Watts yeah. twice. Plays it note for fucking note the same way. Yeah, but it's it's not the same guy, and yeah. you can kind of tell. And I mean, they're getting old. Mm-hmm. Keith's fingers don't move like they used sure. to. His guitar tech really fucked up. One they fucked up, painted black. He played the whole song out of tune. Oh, gosh. and he was. I was like watching the fretboard, and I was like, no, he's playing the right notes, yeah. but the guitar is that too and like when you're on that level that's not on him right that's a guitar tech issue but yeah. i mean you know mick couldn't get out there and do his thing because it was raining yeah so he couldn't get on his ass. very far but that's the dream gig 100 percent dream gig that's i want to open for the stones uh a slightly lesser dream is like i just want to open for like a good band at like granada or kessler Mm-hmm. So I've never gotten to play there. Yeah. It's like a bucket list type deal. They're great, man. This is a plug to anybody who listens to this that has a connect. Spencer wants to do that. <laughs> and I will be very gracious. I've been fortunate enough. They are, they're beautiful venues to play in. They're fun, man. I, I, I'm hoping. That's that that's the lesser, the slightly lesser. Probably the achievable more, goal. More goal. attainable goal. Yes. <laughs> That's great, man. What do you have coming up? Where can people find out about you? So I'm all over the internet, which is either good or bad, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> Depends on how deep you go, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so uh, obviously the infamous and the stag creatures were on Spotify. Uh, the infamous are dropping a new album. Well, I don't know when this is coming out. But April 8th, 2023, April 8th, 2023, the new album Live Evil will That's be out. It has nine tracks of bangers and then a Spencer song. Oh, cool. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt, however you want to. I like the song. It it did. It doesn't make it into the live set very much. It's too uh, chill. Okay. <laughs> and that's fine. You can't, you can't play them all. You can't win them all. That's right. Yeah. But I'm proud of it. Yeah. That's all that matters because I'm the singer on the song. And I think it's good. So fuck everyone else. That's right. And uh, the Static Creatures will obviously have a record broad brush stroke this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 tracks. So it's going to be a double record. And whenever we do the show for it, 
We're going to book an opener, and then we're going to play the whole thing front to back. Talk to bottom? That's fun. Because the reason why I did that was I was like, local bands don't drop double records. Yeah. And all these songs are really good. Yeah. Like, I I, I think they're good, and sure. the band thinks they're good, and everybody I've showed to, there's not a dud. Yeah. So it's like, why we might as well, because this would be the only time we ever get to probably, unless we blow up yeah and i become the next fleetwood mac or something and sure. we all start having sex with each other um <laughs> that that's probably gonna be the only time we play it front to back unless we've got a five hour gig which why would anybody do that that's terrible yes and then i'm also uh, collaborating with my friend anthony coker uh doing uh he's a songwriting partner of mine so i am i produced his album get out and strut oh, cool. which will be coming out in the next few months also you can find him on spotify facebook instagram uh he might be on pornhub i don't oh, know fun. i'm not on pornhub but he might be on pornhub maybe fans only um, who knows farmers only only, only fish that's a thing <laughs> right I, I don't know we're all on all the social medias Great. where you can find music we're even on title oh title good i don't i you know i everybody's like oh title and i'm like uh, i don't know anybody that does title yeah i don't either because like itunes isn't a thing anymore so spotify became itunes right and for me Hey, guess what? Napster's still still a thing. Now, we're probably on Napster. Yeah. I haven't looked, but I bet we are on Napster. And then uh, him and I are also collaborating. I have decided to re-enter the foray. I'm going to do my second solo album. Fun. Apart from the Static Creatures, because that's how okay. the Static Creatures formed. It was a solo album, and then it was writing the second one, and then I picked up guys to actually play with me instead of doing it all myself, for the most part. Yeah. And then I was like, well, this is a band now, and it's not a solo record anymore, so it turned into a band. So yeah. now I've got to go back, subtract, got to do one. I, I think I've got f- three solo albums in my life. Perfect. So we got to do number two. Yeah. It's five years later. So it's, <laughs> it's time to do another one, and then in five years I'll do my last one. Perfect. And then anything after that, well, that's just a gift for all of you out there that are listening. Absolutely. Spencer, man, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. This is like a, this is a more fun podcast than I've been on in a while. Oh, good. Because I didn't, ha- I didn't talk about myself. <laughs> I talked about things I've done. That's is- the, that's the goal. It should be, if nothing, if not fun. Well, where else are you gonna get to talk about the time you saved your friend from a biker freeway? Exactly. <laughs> Here in this only, place. Only on the strangest, strangest escape podcast. I love it. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, there he goes. Spencer Douglas Wharton, the war baby. Y'all, please be sure to check out the infamous and the Static Creatures, two great bands that he's a part of. Great music. Good dude. And hey, guess what? My band Texicana, one of my bands, is playing with the Static Creatures June 2nd at Harvest House in Denton. Y'all come see us, Texicana and the Static Creatures. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Till then. Someone tells you to go play in a corner. Remember, gig's a gig, right? <laughs>